Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hi, everyone. This is Tom Salemi. Welcome back to the OIS Podcast. Tom Frenzy, in his final act as CEO and president of WaveTech Systems, announced at October's OIS that the company he led for four years had been acquired by Alcon that very morning. The deal had been announced a month or so earlier, and the details, where the devil often can be found, didn't get in the way of a quick closing. Today, after a few delays due to schedule conflicts and bouts with the flu, we finally had a chance to talk with Tom Frenzy, now head of Alcon WaveTech, and Robert Warner, Alcon's region president for the U.S. The pair shared some details on how the deal came together so quickly and what Alcon might be looking to acquire in the future. Tom, you've presented uh, the WaveTech story at OAS a few times, and you've always been pretty blunt about where the company sort of was, the direction it was heading prior to your taking over. But then uh, things obviously turned around. Uh, can you give us a little color on how the company w- was redirected, what, what effort you, you took to, uh, to change direction? Yeah, sure, Tom. It, it has been quite a journey. Um, you know, when I joined the company uh, back in September of 2010, so roughly four and a half years ago, I immediately uh, engaged our employees. Uh, I certainly had the opportunity to visit several key opinion leaders in the market and formally surveyed both our employees and customers. And, and really through that process, very quickly um, uh, learned that the concept of intraoperative aberrometry was very sound but clearly our performance uh, execution, if you will, needed to improve. Uh, so we immediately kind of slowed our commercial efforts at that time uh, and really challenged our R&D group to refine the technology uh, from a consistency, accuracy, and speed perspective. We took a look and redesigned our business model, uh, I think, to be more uh, user-friendly, if you will. We rebranded the technology and then ultimately really reintroduced ourselves to the marketplace at the American Academy of Ophthalmology meeting in 2011. Uh, And really what made all of that activity, uh, some 15 months of hard work possible, was really the implementation of what um, uh, is high-performance management system. And that really enabled our organization to focus and align on the right objectives. And when you have that type of clarity, uh, productivity soars, and we certainly saw a very nice uh, ramp of our business year over year, quarter over quarter for the past four uh, years. So, Tom, how popular was that decision to sort of uh, – you didn't head directly back to the drawing board, but you certainly asked them to, to, to redraw some things. Was that something that was embraced, or, or did it uh, take a little convincing on your part? Well, I, I, again, I, I think a little bit of convincing convincing, but, you know, uh, when you confront uh, the board and the employees with facts that are uh, fairly clear as to, you know, what's the impression of the technology in the marketplace uh, and, and how are we going to get from here to there, um, you know, the organization responded very well and, and the board was very supportive of, uh, in a sense, the, the turnaround activity um, and uh, certainly gave me the mandate to make it happen. Right. And when did Alcon and WaveTech uh, initially begin working together? I understand uh, that there's been you've been working together for some time, but I haven't found many details on uh, the origins of the partnership or, or or when you started working together. 
Yeah, I, I would say, uh, Tom, from my perspective, it's not unusual for a company like WaveTech to uh, routinely uh, meet with and provide updates to potential strategic acquirers like Alcon. And we certainly did that around the major meetings, AAO, ASCRS, every year. But I, I would say in late 2013, uh, we began to engage in more meaningful discussions with Alcon, uh, ultimately uh, collaborating on a controlled study around the management of astigmatism that we kicked off in early 2014, uh, which was completed in July of 14, uh, which ultimately led to a definitive agreement in August and ultimately closing the transaction, uh, really announced at the OIS at the AAO in Chicago this past fall. It was it was a fantastic announcement, but uh, you know one of the things that we do at Alcon is we have a pretty robust search and evaluation uh, process where we bring together people from the commercial side of the business, our scientists, and we we really take a look and we say what emerging technologies in the marketplace that we believe are going to make a difference within ophthalmology and. So interoperative aberrometry was on our radar screen for quite a period of time, but Tom's correct. In, in 2013, we really started to, to hone in on WaveTech and, and really start to see that they were on to something uh, pretty, pretty impressive and pretty special here. And, and the, all the activities that Tom had talked about were really making impact on the organization. They were moving quite, quite quickly. And so that's when we really took a good look and we, we had really good discussions around the end of 2013 that said, you know, from a clinical standpoint, we still had some questions. We, we believed in the technology, we believed in the direction, but uh, we really needed to get some, some important questions answered and we collaborated on uh, creating a, a controlled clinical trial in the area of astigmatism management. And I think that was really the big turning point. Uh, I think it was a turning point where Alcon was able to be very clear as to what we wanted to see. And just kudos to Tom and the WaveTech team that really believed in their technology and said, if that's what we need to do in order to demonstrate the technology to Alcon to the point that uh, we can have a serious discussion, Tom and the team stepped up to do it. So that that conviction in the technology was really impressive. and. The outcomes of the studies were as we all expected them to be, which is that WaveTech and Aura was allowed physicians to deliver better outcomes for their patients. And then it, it got really easy from there. The other thing I'd say is it was a, uh, you know, there, there were no uh, conditions to the outcome of the study. It was just uh, the right thing to do to, to develop the science. We both did it on, uh, you know, with the hopes that it would lead to something, but no guarantees. And, once we saw the data together, it made it a very, very easy uh, uh, decision to take the next step, and uh, the rest is uh, uh, history, if you would. Is that an unusually high hoop or, or a small hoop? I'm not sure how one talks about the, the size of a hoop, but to, to, to jump through to get uh, a working relationship going, to, to, to partner up on a, on a trial like that, and I guess it takes sort of a leap of faith, as you noted, that, you know, we believe this works. We're happy to test it with you and, and let the results tell the story. Well, maybe I'd, I'd jump in and say it, it is a hurdle. And, uh, you know, just having done this a few times, not everyone is willing to do it. But uh, it really shows unequivocal, unequivocal confidence in the technology. 
And to the extent that we both understood this was a good study, it was good science, I think it was a win-win because, one, it made a strategic much more comfortable doing the transaction. And even if we were not to do the transaction, I think it's very, very valuable for the uh, uh, the uh, potential uh, uh target company to have that level of robust data. I think the data speaks for itself, and it's sort of the approach that we take at Alcon, that if the underlying science is strong, it makes everything much, much easier. But I don't know, was, was it a big hoop, Tom? No, I, I think you're right. I mean, we were confident uh, that the technology would deliver on the endpoints that we mutually agreed to. Um, so, you know, we felt it was... Uh, a reasonable step to take, um, and it gave both parties the opportunity, uh, you know, to to uh, work together uh, to a certain degree, uh, get to know one another a little bit, and then uh, if the end results were going to be there, uh, then we had a basis uh, for a more meaningful discussion. So, um, you know, it, it, going through it, you never want to have to take these additional steps, but. In hindsight, I think it worked out best for both parties. Alcon had the data to launch globally uh, this technology, and, and we certainly had the satisfaction of knowing uh, that the technology was truly making a difference in the marketplace. You can't argue with the results. We'll, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this message. The Ophthalmology Innovation Summit at ASCRS is the premier platform showcasing both public and private companies with cutting-edge surgical technologies. Applications to present are now being accepted through February 27th. Apply online at ois.net forward slash application. And we're back. So, Robert, where does Wavetech's technology fit into Alcon's overall portfolio? Is this simply a way to direct more patients toward refractive cataract surgery, or is there are there broader applications for the technology? So, as, as you know, we've got uh, a pretty robust offering in the area of uh, cataract surgery, everything from preoperative planning with Varion to Lensex to Centurion with active fluidics, and now Aura. And I think where, uh, and I think I, I know where the opportunity really is for us is to bring together all of those technologies to help the physician deliver on the surgical outcomes and the refractive outcomes that they intend to. One of the things that we've seen is that a barrier to uh, adoption of uh, advanced technology intraocular lenses is that some physicians are not convinced that they can deliver on the promise to the patient. So, Aura with Verify is a critical part in astigmatism management for physicians. The ability to uh, assess spherical power and to improve astigmatic outcomes when compared to uh, you know conventional preoperative calculations is really important to them. And so it's, it's really a key part, as I said, to increase physician confidence that they can deliver for patients. And at the end of the day, that's what, that's what we want. We believe that the uh, premium IOL market will grow when physicians grow their confidence to be able to deliver the outcomes. And, and more is a key, key part of that. 
Tom, is the, is the data enough to, to give the assurances to the physicians that, that you can deliver now with, with Aura, or is it, uh, what else is involved in that, in that sales process? Well, again, I, I think as Robert said, it became clear to us that, you know, given the, the depth and quality of the portfolio Alcon had, the Aura system fit perfectly into, and we had a shared vision of, you know, improving the refractive outcomes and enabling surgeons to hit their target, uh, to gain confidence, to begin to really grow this, you know, premium cataract market, uh, if you will. So, uh, I, I think it's it's certainly we're the nice icing on the cake, if you will, in terms of ensuring uh, that from pre-op through intra-op and ultimately post-op, um, you know, they're they're going to deliver on the promise of of improved outcomes, and and I think uh, the data is compelling enough uh, to to show that intraoperative aberometry. Uh, has made a difference and will continue to make a difference as part of a, a continuum of, of uh, products that, that bring the best uh, to bear for cataract surgery. So, so one of the things that also add is at Alcon, what's important for us is to understand all of the sources of uh, error that can be introduced or refractive error that can be introduced during the surgical uh, procedure. So we're pretty much agnostic as to where the technology is. Uh, so part of it is is how a physician um, actually does the surgical procedure. Uh, other parts are how the physician plans for their surgery. And another part of it is how the physician can take measurements during the surgery. So we think they're all important, and we're going after every single source of error that can that is in the procedure and trying to standardize it and reduce it. And I think that's where Aura plays a really good, uh, really a significant part in our portfolio. Uh, you know, at that uh, aphakic state to be able to take the measurements to make sure you select the right intraocular lens that's right for that patient. Uh, it's it's really a key part of the offerings that we have. And how do you look to, or where do you look to expand those offerings? Are there companies out there that uh, that you're looking at that might fit, fill the, any gaps that you see, or is this something that Alcon is is working on internally? Some some products that you may see coming up the up through the pipeline uh, in the near future. Uh, the the answer is really all of the above. Uh, as I said, we're, we're agnostic to where the technology comes from, whether whether it's internal or external. If you, if you take a look, we clearly have expertise in the area of phacal emulsification. We've launched uh, Centurion with Active Fluidics, which is a really uh, great innovation and something that's growing very nicely for us. But at the same time, we scan the landscape cons- constantly to see what will be the next technology that will make an impact in delivering outcomes. So whether it be interocular lenses, whether it be measurement devices, whether it be pre-op planning, whether it be uh, ways to do the surgery less dramatically, uh, we look at it all. Uh, we, we really are agnostic to in what part of the surgical procedure it's used and we're agnostic to whether it's internal or external. What we really go back and look at is does it make a clinical difference or does it make a difference to the physician, and and that's where we uh, that's the litmus test that we use. But would you say Alcon uh, has been an active acquirer of technologies, external technologies? Uh, uh, looking at recent transactions, the past couple of years, 
I don't see a great many deals. Does, does WaveTech sort of signal perhaps a, a, a new approach to expanding your offerings, or it was just this uh, such an exceptional opportunity that you you went the M and A route and, and made this deal happen? Yeah, I think M and A is is a clear part of what we we do. If you take a look at how we uh, got into the laser femto, uh, sorry, the cataract femto market through the acquisition of LensX. Um, we've made other, we've acquired WaveTech, and we've made other smaller acquisitions along the way. We continue to look um, externally to complement areas that we don't have uh, the technology in-house. In fact, we always look at a uh, the opportunity to uh, acquire a technology versus developing it ourselves. The reality is with our large footprint within uh, ophthalmology, there are a lot of things that we're doing um, you know, we spend uh, about a billion dollars a year in R&D, so there are a lot of things that we are doing within our own walls, but it does not preclude us from getting the best technologies that are in the market. What, are, what have been some of the, the biggest challenges with this particular acquisition? There's always bumps in the road. Uh, what were the biggest bumps here? Well, I think, uh, Tom, I would say from WaveTech's perspective, um, I've been a part of a lot of different acquisitions and integrations, and I think, um, by and large, this has gone exceedingly well. Uh, however, um, y- you know, anytime a startup company is acquired by um, a larger company, I-, I always think the cultural integration uh, presents a, um, uh, the first big challenge. You know, small versus big, startup versus corporate. Um, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit and quick decision making versus you know, process and, and decision by committee uh, are all the kinds of things that we've uh, been working through and dealing with. And, you know, just as a kind of side note, uh, I mean, just scheduling this interview, right? I mean, I think you and I talked two months ago about trying to put this together, but, you know, getting it through the, the appropriate um, uh, Alcon channels, uh, it, it, it took us several months. But in the Didn't end... help that I got the flu. <laughs> 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 but but in the end, uh, you know, I mean, um, uh, the pros far outweigh the the the, the few cons in terms of uh, integrating uh, us into Alcon. I mean, Alcon's ability to ramp up technology, invest in in innovation, uh, their global reach, um, uh, as I said earlier, uh, makes it made it very clear to us that this was the right partner for us. And and I think the integration. Um, is going um, uh, reasonably well uh, as integrations go. Yeah, I think from, from yeah from my perspective, I think the integration has has gone well. Um, I, I think Tom hit it. There is uh, there's a change management part uh, perspective here with with the culture change of being in a small organization now plugging into a much larger organization. I think Tom covered that well. But I, I think the other piece is I still remember. Um, going out to Lisa Viejo and just in one of the very early meetings, and I was looking at the global map, and I was I looked at where the pins were. The pins represented where the uh, verified technology was around the world, and there were a good number of pins in the United States. I think there are only one or two, uh, you know, three outside of the United States. And part of the uh, transition is to look at that map, and I think I, I mentioned it there, there are going to be pins all over the world, and that's part of the 
global strategy that Alcon has. So part of the challenge has been the scale-up, and we go through this all the time, just reorienting um, whatever it is. If we're, if we're making 10 a month, we start talking about 100 a month. And we, if we're making 25 a month of something, we're talking about uh, 200 a month. And, and that's where I think it really becomes real, uh, and I think that's where it goes to the next level. I think that sometimes causes some stress within the organization, saying how uh, many times uh, smaller companies are not used to being somewhat resource unconstrained and saying we're going to meet the demand, so we're going to invest, but we expect to ramp up production really, really quickly. So I think that creates stress within the organization, but I think in, in this case, the WaveTech team has just responded fantastically open to collaborating with our engineers, our scientists, about how do we ramp up production, as well as how do we start thinking about uh, the next uh, improvements and enhancements uh, developments that we want to make. So I think it's a, it's stressful and it's not easy, but I think it's really rewarding as we see them, as we see the global map starting to fill up with uh, more and more pins of the uh, Aura technology. Terrific. Well, well, thanks for announcing this deal at OAS at AAO in October, and thanks for taking the time today to uh, to share the details of, of the transaction. No, it's uh, our pleasure. Thank you, Tom. Tom, it's a real pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining this OAS podcast. Tune in next week for another tale of innovation. And as this week's Wave Tech story demonstrates, you're bound to hear some big news at OAS. So please go to OIS.net and register to attend April's OIS at Assers. We'll see you in San Diego. Join the Surgical Ophthalmology Innovators on April 16th in San Diego for OIS at ASCRS, where you will see and meet the leading companies and clinicians. The now expanded program features a showcase of emerging technologies to treat the most pressing anterior segment diseases, while also including plenary talks and discussions around business, regulatory, and finance. Hear what Jim Mazo has to say. I would tell you that OIS is now the come-to meeting in ophthalmology. And the reason is, is you're able to bring industry, practitioners, innovators in one audience discussing not what's happening today, but what's happening tomorrow. Very rarely do you have a meeting where you're discussing the future of an industry. You're usually talking about the presence. And that's why people come to this meeting, because they're hearing about things today that will impact our industry tomorrow. Visit OIS.net and sign up today.